Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December the 7th. It's Greg and Steph, and we've got a plethora of guests that are going to join us at about 8.30 from from Carl. I've got a long history with Carl Hospital. Do you? I was born there. Were you born there? (laughs) My dad died there. Um, Every medical issue I've had, which have not been many, have been at Carl. So, yeah, I'm excited to visit with Gregory Scott and Dana Williamson and Maria Sermersheim. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mm -hmm. From the community health team at Mm -hmm. Carl Hospital. But I want to start today by talking about today, 82 years ago today, is a day that, as FDR said, will live in infamy, mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. It was a Sunday, hmm. and uh, great devastation happened to uh, U.S. Navy troops in uh, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and it forever changed the trajectory of World War II. Were and you so, telling me earlier that FDR thought it was going to be Thailand? Yeah, so on, you... on Saturday, December 6th, I did not know this till this week, FDR had sent a cable to the emperor of Japan, in essence pleading with them not to attack and invade Thailand. Hmm. And it turned out that it was a decoy that the Japanese had put into place, but it looked like all of the Japanese naval resources were moving toward Thailand Hmm. for a land invasion. And in reality, it was a decoy because they were getting ready to attack Hawaii. How does that compare to like today, other governments, you know, saying, please don't attack this nation? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, has has that kind of stuff been going on for years? I'm sure there's all kinds of espionage Mm -hmm. and decoy Mm -hmm. and false signals that are being Hmm. sent. Here's something I was thinking about today. That obviously was a day that led to incredible loss of life of Americans that were serving their country. What it also did is it quickly propelled USA into World War II. Mm-hmm. And FDR and, and many in America had really said, we're not getting involved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. England, Great Britain had basically begged America to help them in 1940 and early 1941. Mm-hmm. And, and they really had this um, perspective of neutrality. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder what happened, what would have happened if the Japanese don't attack Pearl Harbor. Mm. You know, would America still have eventually been embroiled in Mm -hmm. the conflict? I Mm -hmm. think probably. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you look at that, that that ended up ultimately being the turning point, I would say, in in the war, because I think when the USA joined, uh, the Allied forces obviously were strengthened greatly, Mm -hmm. both in the Pacific and in the European campaign. Um, I've talked before about Band of Brothers. I don't know if you've ever watched that or not. I've given you that assignment. Well, I don't. What's it on? It's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I get HBO. But um, there's another series that was created in the aftermath of Band of Brothers called Pacific, Mm -hmm. and it chronicles what took place and some Marine soldiers Mm -hmm. in. in, in the Pacific theater, uh, it's not at the level of Band of Brothers, but it's still very good. And it just is amazing, the horrific mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. that our troops faced. And I'm always thankful for men and women that mm-hmm. sign up and say, here I am. Right. I want to protect our country. I know this isn't Veterans Day, but it's a reminder that right. freedom isn't free. Have you been to Pearl Harbor? I've not. I've not been to Hawaii. Would love to do it. Uh, I've been a lot of places. I've never been to Hawaii. How about you? 
I've been to Hawaii, but not Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Pearl Harbor, yeah, so. yeah. So Need someday, yeah, someday Need I'll get, get Marla on that airplane. Yeah, and we'll head to Hawaii. So <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, but I, I think it's important to remember mm-hmm. days like this. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, you know, I just I wonder sometimes if the farther we get from mm-hmm. that, when you and I were born, it had been twenty seven and a half years mm-hmm. since Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been eighty two years, which mm-hmm. tells how old we are. Exactly. But um, I just I wonder. Are the next generations losing contact with days like this, moments like this that forever change the trajectory? I can't talk today. It could be. I don't even know if my own children would know what Pearl Harbor was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe we've yeah. ever discussed it. Yeah, so. I mean, I think they've probably studied it in school, but, you right. know, is it just something that you had one day, you right. know, in history class? Right. Or is it something that you really can wrap your brain around and say that this forever changed our country in a lot of ways, right. you know? Right. So, hey, I want to talk about Sunday. We had a great day at Second Church. We started our Advent series. Mm-hmm. We looked at hope and kind of a unique passage. You know, I, I followed the lectionary. I never do that. I'm mm-hmm. never in the lectionary, but mm-hmm. I listen Listen to a podcast Thursday morning, right, right before right, radio by right. Brian Johnson. I told you, hey, I think I, I have my sermon done. I have the manuscript ready to go, yeah. and I tore it up for the most part. <laughs> I, I left a little bit, but just started over from Isaiah chapter 64. Mm-hmm. But I just love that theme of hope. If mm-hmm. there's one word that I would really put on Advent, mm-hmm. it's that idea of hope. Because God's people waited centuries for the Messiah mm-hmm. to come. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then Sunday afternoon, the hymns of Christmas. I was blown yeah. away. I was too. You know, at 10 till 3, we had about 20 people there. And I thought, this is a flop. This is a bomb. When Sandra Lathrop counted about 3.30, she counted 272 people that right. came out right. for the hymns of right. Christmas. I think it scratched an itch. Oh, it was really good. Really, really good. I mean, first good. of all, people love, I think, singing Christmas carols. Yeah. And yeah. then singing them very traditionally. Yeah. Another yeah. plus. And then yep. thirdly, getting to hold music in your hands and look at music and sing, yeah. Yeah. which is something different than... I, I think what a lot of churches do, at least. But, you know, I felt really bad. We found those hymn booklets. Sure. And there's a hundred of them. And we thought, oh, man, that'll be plenty. Right. You know, husband, wife teams can share. Well, we had several that didn't have them. But the cool thing about it is I still saw people singing because they know the songs. It was right. It was it was like a big choir. Which yeah. It kind of yeah. took me back to my choral directing days, yeah. which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they sang so well. It was just a beautiful afternoon. And yeah, um, the fellowship time afterwards was wonderful. People yeah. hung around. And yeah. So it was a great day. It was good yeah, stuff. Definitely. For sure. So, hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to visit with our friends from Carl. You are listening to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December 7. And we'll be right back after this. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemeteries. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Here now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. 
More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Greg, and we are glad to have in studio this morning the team from the Community Wellness and Faith Community Health Services from Carl. And I'm going to try to get these names correct. We've got Greg Scott, who's the RN manager, Dana Williamson, who is another nurse with the Faith Community Health Organization, and Maria Sermersheim, a community health worker supervisor. That's a lot of words. Big introduction for you guys this morning. We're so glad that you're here. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, why don't you start? Greg, and just tell us about an overview of what is Community Wellness and Faith Community Health Services at Carl. Well, Faith Community uh, Nursing is a stable foundation of our department. Um, it's something that's been around since 1997 at Carl. Okay. And uh, we have trained over 564 nurses wow. as Faith Community Nurses in that time. And it's uh, in Vermilion County. Uh, there is a presence of faith community uh, nurses in 22 different faith communities across Vermilion County, and it's a non-denominational effort mm-hmm. that really teaches spiritual care hmm. um, to nurses. And so that's something that we um, have done for a long, uh, many years. And, and what exactly? You're providing like a whole person health service. I mean, I'm assuming that means like, you know, physical, spiritual, mental, all kind of wrapped up into one. Is that correct? That That is correct. Yeah. 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 And so we um, also are expanding um, here in Vermilion County. Um, and so in addition to the faith community nursing um, and the faith community health aspect, we're branching out into community health workers here in Vermilion County. And it, you've, I've got here that you've trained 564 nurses. Is that what you said? That is correct. So it's it's something that a, a person is a trained nurse, they're a professional nurse, but they take extra training then with you to, to, to be uh, trained to work in churches, parishes. Is that, am I understanding it, you correctly? It is. That's and, is? Um, you know, Dana will talk a little more about faith community nursing specifically, okay. but it is really a holistic approach and taking that viewpoint of the mind, body, and spirit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Dana, how about you? You kind of continue since you mentioned that you're going to talk about it. Um, give us some more details about faith community nurses and how they can help in our communities. Okay. So a faith community nurse is a volunteer role within the community. It's generally a nurse who already participates as a member. Okay. There is specialty training that is required through the completion of a course. They do get continuing education credits for being um, in the course. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a real draw for them. Sure. So Carl Health serves as an approved education partner with the Spiritual Care Association's nursing division, and that allows us the ability to conduct, conduct this specialty nurse training. Very cool. 
And so, like, someone can't just wake up one day and say, <laughs> I want this designation, right? right? They have to go through the process. Exactly. And so how's that class take place? Is that online? Is that in person? What's that look like? There's some pre-course work. So okay. it's done over about seven weeks. Yeah. And then there are four in four virtual sessions that okay. we do via Teams. Okay. So we have faith community nurses from all across the country. Wow. Which has been amazing. We've been able to expand that to hmm. to nationally. So and then there's some pre-course work that they do and then the course involves some discussion postings and we have a lot of different presenters, subject matter experts that come to our class to share with our faith community nurses. And what kind of activities does a faith community nurse provide within a faith community? Just some examples are blood pressure screenings, mm -hmm. help a faith community member cope with an acute or chronic illness, like Greg mentioned, whole person care. Our faith community nurses do a lot of educational seminars, a variety of topics, home mm -hmm. safety, end of life care, advanced care planning. Mm -hmm. They can offer grief counseling. They can do support groups. They often do health fairs, vaccination clinics. And CPR classes is one of the things that they'll do, too, in their respective faith communities. Well, and, you know, I think this is so important for churches to realize mm -hmm. we need medical teams. We need people that are trained. One of my first Sundays at Second Church back in 2019, one of our wonderful members, mm -hmm. a gentleman by the name of Don, went into cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. He was greeting people, and he was down. Mm -hmm. And uh, the hospital said, you know, if you would not have had immediate medical intervention you would have died mm -hmm. but our team was on them they mm -hmm. got the what is it aed i think mm -hmm. hooked yeah. it up started cpr started cpr yeah. we just chronicled that in our service right. a couple weeks ago right. via video right. but we're kind of in an all-out recruitment right now trying to get people to come and be mm -hmm. a part of that mm -hmm. it's just absolutely crucial mm -hmm. to have people mm -hmm. that are willing to take that training that they have professionally, mm -hmm. maybe Monday through Friday, whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. and use it for their church mm -hmm. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, Maria, let me ask you this. Give us some details about the community health workers who can assist Vermilion County residents launching in early 2024. Good morning. Mm -hmm. um, we are very excited about this program launching in 2024. And the community health worker will live experience with the bridge between individuals who is an insured on Medicare. Yeah. And in the beginning, this will be individuals that have primary health care provider at Carl in the riverfront hmm. in the yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, they must be 18 years or old or older, and each community health worker be trained in what resources are available in the community uh, to assist individuals navigate the, through the plan that follows and measures uh, outcomes. Uh, respectful society norms and customs for each individuals, help individuals better understand the health challenge they face, champions the resident needs and connect them with community resources, Yeah, uh, can tap into Carl's interpretive service if needed with two, more than 200 uh, hmm. languages. That's great. Yes, mm -hmm. including Spanish, French, mm -hmm. uh, sign language. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful because I barely speak English. So it's <laughs> nice to have people that are able to help with that. So, yeah. Hey, um, can you give us an example of what a healthcare worker may talk with a resident about? Like what would be some of the things that they might discuss? Sure. Um, some of the things would be questions like, have you take your medication today? Mm -hmm. uh, do you need an eye exam? Uh, what have you been eating? Uh, can you please share challenge you may experience managing your chronic disease? Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. are some of the examples. So basically, you're, this is, you're expanding this where the, the, the healthcare worker will kind of go into the homes, actually into the homes, or is this like via phone call or... 
Um, it's going to be at the beginning, the first contact is going to be a phone call. Okay. Where we will make a, a home visit schedule. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then there's going to be like four visits per month, the first month. Then telephone contact in a visit the second and the third month, and then the follow months to the sixth month is going to be one visit per month. So it's basically extra support outside of like regular doctor visits and, and things like that, just for people who just need extra support. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Correct. It's like yeah. an education plan yeah. where we will uh, sit with them and, and see what are their challenge are. Why yeah. are they not going to the doctor? Uh-huh. Why are they not taking their, medica- their right. medications? Right. 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 Sometimes wow. doctors don't have the time to explain you know, in lame's words, sure. uh, what is going on, and that's that will be our job. Sure, that sounds like a great extra support. I mean, you and I, I love it. you and I both within the church have dealt with families that either they have elderly, there's hearing issues, they can't they can't hear on the phone what the person is saying, yeah. and they need extra support to just kind of help. Uh, you know, say this is what your doctor is saying that you need to do, and just kind of checking up and making sure that it's getting done. And you know, That's we forget excellent. sometimes not everyone has family. That's here. right. You know, mm-hmm. we're working personally yeah. with yeah. someone yeah. right now. The yeah. daughter is in the military, far right. away, and right. loves her dad, and he can't hear as well as he used to. Right. And there's just connections that need to be made. So, is this, so I'm, I'm hearing that that's what this is extra support for people like that. Is yeah, that so our department's really aimed at working with individuals and trying to help them foster and, and navigate the healthcare system when mm-hmm. they're living with a chronic health condition, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, educating individuals on preventative medicine, sure. the importance of those routine checkups and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to just say, Greg, you know, I've known you almost as long as I've been here. I <laughs> yes. think, and I love seeing your presence at things like Step Up. And mm-hmm. I know several of you have been a part of that. Yesterday, we had a subcommittee of Step Up meeting at our church compiling really kind of gift bags for people mm-hmm. that are going through substance mm-hmm. abuse rehab. Dave King was yes. spearheading that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's important to say we're, we're not just here for the doctor visit, although that's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. We're not just here for the hospital stay, but we want to do life and we want to help as much mm-hmm. as possible. So thank you to all of you for being thank a you. part of that. Hey, how can someone reach out and learn more about being involved with faith community health or being a volunteer faith community nurse? What's that look like? Any of you can take that. So first of all, I just want to um, plug our class. Yeah. So we have a class coming up that's starting at the end of January. Okay. And it'll run through about the third week in February. Couple, okay. A couple of weekend sessions. So if and that would be for to, anyone who is already a registered nurse, exactly. correct? Or a senior, or a senior. in a backwater nursing program. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they can just call the number 217-902-3160, or you can email at faithcommunityhealth at carl.com. Okay. We'd be glad to help. And let's say someone's listening and Stephanie's thing she just talked about really resonates with them. They're like, I need that for my mom. I need that for my grandma. How someone find more information about community health worker services in Vermilion County? Our, our email is uh, County county at carl.com okay good deal and if somebody would like more information about becoming a community health worker where should they go 
Yeah, we didn't invite anyone to go to our uh, carl.org uh, forward slash careers. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to do specifically for a community health worker mm -hmm. or any of our community health uh, positions, they could do a keyword search on community. Hmm. So I would think that our pastors that are listening or yeah. just people who are parishioners in churches and they say, well, I'm a nurse and or I might be a retired nurse, you know, right. is that who they would contact to say, I'd like to be able to, you know, help my congregation? By all means, if they'd like information information specific to the faith community health um, initiatives that faith community health at carl.com um, if they'd like the community health worker uh, information chw.vermilioncounty at carl.com gotcha and then last question if someone wants to learn more about the initiatives that you mm -hmm. talked about the community health initiatives or, where do you find that information well, thank you so much. Um, if you want to go to carl.org and forward slash CHI, okay. and that's our C -H -I. community health initiatives, uh, and all our departments are on there. They can find information about our uh, Healthy Beginning Home Visiting Nurse Program, our mobile health clinic that is over here in mm -hmm. Vermilion County, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Carl's made a big investment in our community, mm -hmm. which I'm very thankful for. And I'm thankful for the three of you being up early in the studio. I think we're setting a record today for the most people in this studio, which I, I love. But um, you guys are welcome to come back anytime if you have something that would be helpful for the faith community. This show obviously looks at kind of the events of our community mm -hmm. through the lens of faith. But we know there's a lot of people that listen to AM radio. And mm -hmm. I, I just think it's a, a way to help educate people of what resources are available. And so Maria and Dana and Greg, thank you so much. Thank well, thank you, thank you for, for the opportunity us. for both of you to invite us to come. Absolutely. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. Same and we're going to gonna go to break. You're listening to Direct Line. We will be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. The holidays are our favorite time of the year. This is Deanna from the Witzel Family McDonald's. As our family has grown, so have our traditions. Now with grandson Parker and granddaughter Ellie, the holidays are seen through the eyes of these little ones. Ho, ho, ho. This is Don Witzel. It's our holiday tradition to say thank you to our customers who visit our seven McDonald's restaurants and the wonderful team of employees who serve them. Every day, thousands of customers visit the seven McDonald's restaurants in Vermilion County in Covington, Indiana. This is Rob Witzel. Along with my wife, Haley, and our son, Parker, we extend a heartfelt thank you for making us part of your daily lives. This is Haley Witzel. On behalf of the entire Witzel family, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Jason Spencer. Along with Katie and Ellie, may the light of the holiday season shine bright in Covington, Danville, Georgetown, Hoopson, and Oakwood. We thank you for making McDonald's a part of your daily routine. This is Katie Witzel Spencer. Happy holidays from the Witzel family McDonald's. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. 
Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December 7. It's Greg and Steph. Good interview with the crew from Carl. Yeah, I mean, I think there could possibly be a lot of people out there in their you know, in the communities that have yeah. experience and maybe think I could help my church and help help some people out in this way. And I know some people are listening and maybe you're part of a church that maybe isn't, you don't think it's very big and you're thinking yeah. I could never have a medical team. I think you might be surprised the resources that you have right there sure. and just being available. You know, right. the, the incident that I talked about from right. 2019, right. it's because there were people that were there that day right. and people right. acted quickly right. and, you know, they were on top of them. We like to say that one of the safest places to have a medical emergency is second church, you know, because you've got people right. that are equipped and ready to go. Right. And but even for other things like right. doing a blood pressure check, Absolutely. I mean, something like that could be something that's helpful for the Absolutely. elderly in your church. And it right. gives you a chance to maybe have a conversation with people that, 100%. that you wouldn't be able to have otherwise. So, yeah. Hey, we could not do direct line without some incredible sponsors. Mm-hmm. They've been faithful for almost four years now. Steph, who we say and thank you to. Yeah, we're thankful for Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robbins and Chiropractic, and the team at Hans Tankwash. That is wonderful. Hey, I want to talk about massages. <laughs> Let's do it. When's the last time you got, and I'm not that I'm giving any, but when's the last time you got a massage? Do I you remember? did last year when I was having some real difficulty with my shoulder. I was going quite regularly. Yep. So I have not had a massage in 19 years. Okay. Part of it is I'm cheap, and I just don't <laughs> go down that road. But for my birthday this year, my wife gave me a gift certificate uh-huh. through Two Roads to get a massage. Yeah. And she said, I'm not scheduling it for you. You have to be a big boy and schedule <laughs> it. And I didn't do it, and I didn't do it, and mm-hmm. I didn't do it. And I finally scheduled it. Why and, do you procrastinate? Um, that's just kind of my DNA. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. I so mean, you, there, there are some things I don't procrastinate okay, on. on. Like, that. I always have my sermon ready to go on a Sunday morning. But just stuff like that, I don't know well, why. Well, you, you, you take care of your health by walking daily. I do. So, I do. I do. I mean, do you consider this like self-care or just like a splurge well, or <laughs> I think she just did it to say I want to bless you sure. you know not that sure. there's a huge issue per se I did have a back issue I don't know if you remember that earlier this mm-hmm. year where my mm-hmm. lower back was giving me some mm-hmm. challenges so that might have been in the back of her mind but um, I'm super excited tomorrow I'm getting my massage tomorrow afternoon. Very, now, let's discuss this whole issue. Is it yeah. going to be a female Well, see, I was really embarrassed or, because or, I got to just be honest okay, with you. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to know, is it a man or is it a woman? You know, and mm-hmm. I, I slipped that question in and I could tell that was a question they might not get asked all the time. And I just got to tell you, if it would have been a man, I think I would have canceled. I really do. I think it's it had to be a, a man female. giving you a massage. Yeah, is, huh? that, is that wrong? I don't know. No, I, just, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if it's yeah. me getting one. 
don't care yeah. if it's a man. You or could go woman. man or woman. Yeah, okay. and if All I right. had, if I could afford it, I'd get one every yeah. week. Wow. So, well, but, you know, we had people in our church at Clinton. They, they were older, and they did massages oh, once wow. a month, not yeah. every week. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. and they would always tell me, "Man, you're missing the boat." And I don't think I got a massage the whole time I was at Clinton. Oh so, man, you yeah. did miss. So out. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I I'm really anxious am. to hear how it goes for yeah, you. I'm sure it'll be great. Is it a 30 minute, 60 minute, 45, 45 minutes? So I don't know. Is that I don't know what standard is. I don't know how that plays out. But I like an hour. You know, I got a little bit of lower back issues at times, although I feel really good right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got plantar fasciitis. She probably can't help me with that, you know, but um, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm anxious to hear that. I share this with you, though, just (laughs) to say to the wives that are listening, that's a great way to bless your spouse because he'll probably never go out and get a massage. Right. And I would but, say to all the husbands, it's definitely a great way to bless your wife. Well, there you go. But, you know, it is a it was a pleasant surprise when nice. I opened up because I don't need another pair of socks. You know, I don't right. need another shirt. I don't need another <laughs> stocking cap. And this is something yeah. that I'm just I'm super excited about. Good. So um, I'm, I'm happy. Be sure you. to ask me next week about I'll, the massage okay. update. Hey, Title Nine. Do you know about Title Nine? I do. So I've, Title Nine's yep. been around for 50 years. And it was introduced in order to help women. Mm-hmm. And I'm on, I'm all for that. Right. Now, I think it has sometimes created challenges for universities that they probably never intended. Like what? There, well, there's been men's sports that have had to have been cut because Title IX says there has to be equal funds being spent gotcha. on sports. So you have a football team that has 100 athletes. Right. Well, you might have five sports of women that... Hmm. Okay. You know, have 20 athletes each, something gotcha. along those lines. So, but I love the fact that it was saying we want to help women sure. and especially girls be able to have equality sure. in the world of sports. Uh-huh. And my daughter, you know, was a part of volleyball teams at Mount Pulaski. Mm-hmm. Volleyball mm-hmm. was the sport at mm-hmm. Mount Pulaski mm-hmm. in many ways. Well, the current administration is wanting to change Title IX to include questions of gender uh-huh. and to insist that boys have to be allowed to compete on girls' teams or funding will be removed. Um, And I want to just say in the sports world only, I think this is so unfortunate, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to destroy women's sports. Mm -hmm. And so I share this because right now Congress is asking for public feedback. Hmm. They want to know. What do you think? How are they so, How are they supposed to get the feedback? Uh, it's on a website. I'll try to track that down and post that. Huh. But uh, I just think it's crucially important to mm-hmm. understand all of the consequences mm-hmm. that may be out there. And I think you you look at some states like Vermont, what's unfolding there, it's already hurting women. women. It's hurting girls. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the people may have the best of motives. They may have the best of intentions. But um, I'm thankful for girls' sports. Mm-hmm. I'm thank- I, I have many in our church, mm-hmm. parents and grandparents, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. tell me regularly about their daughters or their granddaughters, basketball teams, right. volleyball teams. And this could forever change mm-hmm. that, hmm. unfortunately. Wasn't so, it supposed to be have been decided in the spring or something or October? The, or? the administration continues to yeah. kick the can down yeah. the curb. And yeah. I think there's thoughts that they'll do that again. Mm-hmm. But there is a very strong line lobby pushing for that. Um, I listened to one of our congresswomen Mm -hmm. say basically that her takeaway in the whole thing is that everybody needs to grow up and that girls need to learn how to lose graciously Hmm. to biological males. 
I could not disagree more with that perspective. So keep that in mind. Hey, I want to talk about something that's happening Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I love Christmas, and I want everyone that's around me to know that I think Christmas is a big deal. Advent's a big deal. So I've been bringing out, like, the really bright sweaters (laughs) and the really bright jackets. (laughs) And, you know, I should have thrown a jacket on today. I didn't even think about that. I don't think Garrett's ever seen any of my crazy Christmas stuff. But um, we have an event that's brand new for us. It's been around since 1875, but Lessons and Carols is going to take place on Tuesday, December 12 at 10 a.m. at Second Church. And I know you're just learning about this. You did not know about this until I, I brought not. this to your attention. Correct. So in your, you know, just figuring it all out, putting it all together, how would you describe Lessons and Carols? Well, I would describe it as nine lessons from Genesis through, I guess, is it the birth of Jesus or does it continue after? I mean, it's not like through Revelation. No, is it? no, no, no. no right, Although it right. is ending with the second, it, it, it is. is waiting for the second coming yes. of Jesus. So, yes. nine lessons throughout the Bible that correlate um, with scripture and, you know, a Christmas carol. So, um, we'll sing Christmas carols. You will read the scripture. There's going to be some responsive readings. Um, yeah. We don't do responsive readings. I, I don't no, know. No. Do we ever do them at Second Oc- Church? Occasionally. 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 Um, and again, I've really engaged in the last seven and a half mm-hmm. years with Jody Owens right. and some of his spiritual formation retreats. They're very heavy in the liturgy. Mm-hmm. And I've loved mm-hmm. the responsive readings. But that's like a setting of 25 people or 35 yeah. people. Yeah. I think it's different when you've got a worship service with you know 250 people gathered together. But I love what we've put together, what you've put together with this, and I think it's going to be really meaningful. And again, this is something that is old. It's not new. It's new to Second Church, mm-hmm. but Christians have been observing this. I think it started in Great Britain at King's mm-hmm. College in 1875, mm-hmm. and it's it's a staple for a lot of churches. And I'll just be anxious to see how people respond, because mm-hmm. when I think of Christmas, I don't think of Genesis chapter 3. I don't mm-hmm. think of, you know, Genesis chapter 22, which mm-hmm. is Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of the lessons that we're going to study. You know, we don't start in Matthew 1. We don't start in Luke chapter mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll really be meaningful. And frankly, it's another opportunity to sing the Christmas carols, That's the right. Christmas hymns. That's and, right. and it's all the standbys, you know, the, the oldies yes. that we love so much. Yeah. So you don't have to be a part of Second Church. You don't have to be a part of any church to come out this Tuesday, December 12, mm-hmm. 10 a.m., Next Gen Auditorium. I don't even think it'll be an hour. I don't know if you've timed it out yet. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be a 45 to 50 minute mm-hmm. gathering. Mm-hmm. And then the following week on Tuesday morning, we've got the Oasis Christmas Bash. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun. A lot of food. <laughs> Is there? Last year, it Am was Am I just, invited to that then? Well, you're invited because you're helping lead singing okay. that day. So I, I hope you consider yourself invited. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be so, there. So yeah, it's going to be a good food, time. I'll I mean, be do there. you remember last year? I do. Okay. Okay. It I was do. good stuff. You and somebody else sang with you. Was it Michelle Vandiver? I think, I think? So. I think she, I've got again, a picture. Just, it was Christmas you guys were Carol. on stage, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good stuff. Well, hey, when we go, let's go to break right now. When we come back, I want to talk about a couple funerals mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. I've been able to lead in the last week. You were a part mm-hmm. of one of them. You did a great job singing "Old Rugged Cross." But I want to specifically talk about the power of the eulogy, mm-hmm. and I want to share one comment that I had on Monday mm-hmm. that has stuck with me mm-hmm. from a family member that I think we need to pass on, especially to preachers, especially hmm. to people that are leading funerals. Hmm. It um, it's, it's almost kind of haunted me in a hmm. lot of ways. And it was a compliment, but um, I want to share that. And then I want to talk about what happened at Congress on Wednesday of this week. 
when multiple Tuesday of this week, when multiple college presidents testified mm-hmm. before Congress about the anti-Semitism mm-hmm. that was taking place on their college campuses. I know people think that I talk about this every week because I do talk about it every <laughs> week. I'm going to talk about it until it stops mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I cannot believe in 2023 mm-hmm. in the United States of America, anti-Semitism is taking place like mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of a Debbie Downer. Let's go to break. (laughs) It's Direct Line, Thursday, December 7. We'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! The holidays are our favorite time of the year. This is Deanna from the Witzel Family McDonald's. As our family has grown, so have our traditions. Now with grandson Parker and granddaughter Ellie, the holidays are seen through the eyes of these little ones. Ho, ho, ho. This is Don Witzel. It's our holiday tradition to say thank you to our customers who visit our seven McDonald's restaurants and the wonderful team of employees who serve them. Every day, thousands of customers visit the seven McDonald's restaurants in Vermilion County in Covington, Indiana. This is Rob Witzel. Along with my wife, Haley, and our son, Parker, we extend a heartfelt thank you for making us part of your daily lives. This is Haley Witzel. On behalf of the entire Witzel family, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Jason Spencer. Along with Katie and Ellie, may the light of the holiday season shine bright in Covington, Danville, Georgetown, Hoopson, and Oakwood. We thank you for making McDonald's a part of your daily routine. This is Katie Witzel Spencer. Happy holidays from the Witzel family McDonald's. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December the 7th. And Steph, last week you weren't with us because you were on your way home from Florida. That's right. Give us the Florida grandkid update. Oh, they're so sweet. I got one that's just about to take off crawling and, you know, getting teeth and just it's just fun. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's hard being away. It's hard I being think, away. You but, know? you know, I love that we're making the switch from Thursdays to Wednesdays here. It's going to help January. us, isn't That's it? going to help us. We can yes. get on a plane Wednesday, that's exactly get right. down to Florida, and be back for church on Sunday. So yeah. that's it's my good hope stuff. and my goal. Definitely. Definitely. Um, hey, I want to talk a little bit about 
funerals. Okay. So I had the opportunity to do a funeral on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I had another funeral on Monday. Mm-hmm. The funeral on Saturday was um, a lot of fun. I know that sounds just super crazy, but it was a 94-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Nine, yeah, 94-year-old woman. And when she was 91, she called me mm-hmm. and said... I need to get baptized. It was the Monday before Thanksgiving. Uh And I didn't know her well. I greeted her multiple times. She'd been coming to our church for several months and coming with a friend. And I said, well, that's great. Let's, you know, look at the first or second Sunday in December. And she's like, Sonny, you're not listening to me. I need to get baptized. (laughs) And I ended up baptizing her on uh, Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday night at church. And, uh, you know, the last three years of her life were challenging. You know, she's sick. She ended up being in a nursing home Mm -hmm. for the last two Mm -hmm. years. But um, every time I go see her, she would mention that. And then when they did the little picture board, they did one picture board of pictures of her life. And there were two pictures from that baptism. And her family said she talked about that all the time. And, you know, I just think how many 91 year olds are at that point where they're like, I got to make this decision. And I heard from the family. The family said, you know, we've been talking to mom. We've been talking to grandma for Mm -hmm. years. You need to do this. Mm -hmm. You need to Mm -hmm. give your life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's cool that for the first time at 91, she declared, I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I accept him as my Savior and my Lord. Um, And then on Monday, we did a funeral Mm -hmm. for a guy, just an incredible musician, Mm -hmm. Kurt Phelps. And I know you were really moved by the eulogy Mm -hmm. of his son, Mm -hmm. Quentin. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, for for him... How were they like mid twenties, late twenties, maybe? I'm gonna guess. I Early know. Uh, I know Kurt was 59. Yeah, so, so yeah. close to our age. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Th- this this young man, you know, said, you know, if if you're here because you're honoring my dad's life, you probably know that he was not a follower of Jesus. <laughs> he just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And in the last months of his life, you know, year, I don't know how many, but yeah. just yeah. basically, he came to know Jesus, and he said Jesus changed his life, yeah. and he was radically different. Yeah. And talked about the grace that yeah. he that Kurt found at the cross of Jesus. I was really moved yeah. that both sons yeah. were so outspoken about dad's faith that he didn't really have most of his life until the end. Yeah. And that that was what he was ready. I mean, he, he was ready. And not as, as anybody really ready to die, but right. he, he, he was okay with it because he knew where he was going to go. What I thought was pretty wild is I was on stage the whole time. Right. So I was behind the boys as they were talking. Yeah. I was behind you as you were singing. And I could just look at the crowd. And it was good. Good turnout. I don't know how many, maybe a hundred people, 80 people, something like that. A lot of them were really into it. A lot of Mm. head nods, a lot Mm. of tears being shed. There was a decent number of people you could tell they were really uncomfortable Mm. with the faith talk. They Mm -hmm. were really not sure they wanted to hear the gospel presentation, but I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be uncomfortable. You know, I think it's okay to be challenged. And I had a lady come up to me afterwards that was part of the family. Mm. Um, She goes to church in your town. uh, And she just said to me, you know, very complimentary words, but then she said something. She said, I go to a lot of funerals and I rarely hear the gospel presentation. Really? I rarely hear talk about mm-hmm. coming to faith in Jesus. Wow. Um, I go to a lot of funerals and I almost always hear that. Now, right. frankly, I'm doing a lot of those funerals <laughs> right, when I'm there, right, right. but I just, I share that because I think that's a missed opportunity. Yes. If you are someone that we'll use the term clergy Mm -hmm. and you're doing funerals. Um, you don't have to be obnoxious about it. You know, I'm not saying you got to do an altar call in the middle of a funeral, but I think it's a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. if people aren't walking away saying, 
he's proclaiming there's hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're here mm-hmm. on a sad day. Mm-hmm. We're, and it really is up to each individual person. Am mm-hmm. I going to believe or not? Right. Am I going to accept it or not? Right. But um, that, that's that's a comment that will stick with me for quite some mm-hmm. time. And when I have opportunities, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to pass that on. Make the most mm-hmm. of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a reminder. That's right. At a funeral, you have everybody's undivided attention. That's right. In ways you may not have at any other time. Right. You know, right. so For sure. good stuff. Yeah. Hey, so there were three college presidents mm-hmm. that made their way to Capitol Hill this week. Okay. The president of Harvard, the president of MIT, the president of Penn. And lots of concern with the anti-Semitism mm-hmm. that's going on on campus. And one of the representatives um, from New York asked a very specific question to each of the three presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, is it wrong, according to your campus standards, your standards of safety and acceptable speech, to call for the genocide of Jews? Now, what would you think the I would answer think 100% would be to that? It would be yes, that that's is a wrong. pretty easy yes, isn't it? I would think, and that's not the case. Not a one of them would say You're yes unconditionally. Me. Really? They said it could lead to it if there's behavior behind it. Hmm. But you'd have to understand the context. Hmm. Um, to me, is it wrong to call for the genocide of Jews? Absolutely right. Is it wrong to call for the genocide of black people? Absolutely. Always wrong in every situation. Is it wrong to call for the genocide of any group of people? It is always wrong. Here's what's interesting, though, is they were just blasted. I mean, just undone on social media. Um, and you can say that that's a good part of social media or a bad part of social the, media. The three, the, they the were three presidents for the, not saying? For, or for refusing for, to say okay, yes, yeah, okay, that gotcha. violates uh, campus speech. It, it's unacceptable. Gotcha. Okay. All three have since released videos or statements mm. clarifying mm. and letting everyone know that it is absolutely wrong mm. to call for the genocide of Jewish people. So, you know conspiracy theorists out there are saying that boards of trustees mm-hmm. you know said mm-hmm. you get back out there mm-hmm. I, I don't know maybe no they, they slept bad and decided um let's be willing to call wrong wrong the first time the first time <laughs> when you're first asked yeah, yeah. and and you know are people going to mm-hmm. be upset probably there's people listening to direct line that probably did not appreciate my perspective on Title IX. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we live in America. We don't live in China. Mm-hmm. We don't live in North mm-hmm. Korea. It's okay mm-hmm. to have a divergence of perspectives. But I think the idea that I'm not going to speak truth mm-hmm. because someone might get upset, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to speak truth because someone might be unhappy mm-hmm. that's a political constituency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think on an issue like this, we have to be crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Now, do I understand the plight of Palestinian people? I do. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Look on the map. I've been there. And it is horrific, the, the challenges many of those people have. Mm-hmm. But the idea that it's a hard question to answer, right. is genocide against Jews wrong? I just, I don't get it. So what do you think? Any thoughts? Well, genocide against anybody. Anyone. The answer should always Absolutely. be the same regardless. It kind of reminds me of that book that you gave me to read from that. Live Not By Lies? Oh, no, no, no. The, oh, yeah. Th- then the, they came for me. Martin e. Mueller, yeah. Right. I mean, Did you read it? I, I started. Yeah, it's a hard read. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't finish it yeah, yet, but yeah. I mean, that's what it kind of reminds me of. You know, if if you're saying it's oh, in some cases genocide is okay. Well, then wait until it's you and right. they're coming after you, right. and who's going to stand up for you? Yeah, 
Genocide is always wrong. Yeah. Niemöller had that right. quote. You can find it on the streets of Boston on the Freedom Trail. Mm-hmm. And it says, you know, first they came for the communists. Mm-hmm. I didn't speak up. I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the socialists. I didn't speak up. I wasn't a socialist. Mm-hmm. Then they came for the Jews. I didn't speak up. I was Jewish. And he said, and then they came for me. Right. And there was no one left to stand up for right. me. Right. You know, so, yeah, that is a good read. I, I would encourage you to push through. <laughs> but and, and here's why yeah, I'll tell you yeah. why is because he was forever changed. I mean, mm-hmm. he fought for Germany mm-hmm. in World War One. Mm-hmm. And when Hitler first came to power, you know, he saw a lot of the economic positives that mm-hmm. were unfolding and the the uh, the reemergence of Germany as a great nation. And so pragmatically, mm-hmm. he thought maybe there's going to be some positives there. Right. And by the time he came to the realization, this is cuckoo. This is mm-hmm. craziness. It was too, too late. late. The Nazis were in full power. And then he ended up in the concentration camp, mm-hmm. and he became one of the greatest proponents for world peace. I, I think he lived 23 years after the fall of Nazi Germany, mm. and he traveled the world as a proponent for mm. peace. I mean, it really is a true picture of transformation. Mm. So um, I will push through and yeah, keep Yeah, I know it's hard. It really <laughs> is. But um, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Mm. Well, hey, um, let's talk a little bit about this Sunday at Second Church. We're going through the different Advent themes, mm-hmm. and this week we're looking at love. Mm. Any highlights you want to throw out ahead of time? Yeah, I'm so excited about the way we'll be doing communion. You know, we celebrate communion, or observe communion every week in our church and right. some churches don't do that but this week um well everybody will get out of their seats and come forward and receive the elements and yeah. I, I i love that personal interaction that whoever it is that's you know giving them you know you, you have them say something like this yep. is the body of christ the blood of christ or whatever yeah. um so we're going to do that and i love that element when we do it that way it just seems really personal and sweet and touching to actually look at someone in their eye and they, maybe they have tears in their eyes as they're taking communion so that's going to be the highlight for me and I think communion is such a great you know symbol of love it's yeah. the, it's the greatest act of love that anyone has ever done for us when Jesus died for our sins so yeah I'm excited about that is that what you're talking about I, I am okay. and you know we, we kind of moved around the themes of Advent right. there's four themes mm-hmm. hope peace joy and love it's normally in that order mm-hmm. we moved love mm-hmm. to week two we're doing peace mm-hmm. the the Christmas Eve service right. which I think is going to be super cool really excited about mm-hmm. Christmas Eve at Second Church but um, I, I've landed on a non-lectionary Advent text okay. um, we're going to look at Psalm 103 uh, which okay. describes the love of God the Father mm. for his children. Mm. And I think that's really the picture of Christmas. Yes. That's really what yeah. I yeah. think Christmas is all about, is that he loved us so much mm-hmm. that he sent his one and only son to Absolutely. become Emmanuel, mm-hmm. God with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a great day. And again, if you are a part of a different church, go to your church, mm-hmm. be a part of the services, whether they use the term Advent or not, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever right. you're studying this right. week. I just think this is a super important time to be in the church to be in the Word, to uh, anticipate. That's really what Advent means. Right. It's the coming. It's the anticipation mm-hmm. of Emmanuel, and God I'm with us. And I'm pulling Daryl Paddock out of the tech oh, booth, wow. and he's going to sing with us. So. Is he going to sing Redeemed? No, he's not. I think that's the only song I've heard him <laughs> sing, so no, I'm excited. He's singing with us. So. Daryl's one of the good ones. He is. Definitely. He is. So. Well, Steph, it's been a great show. Thanks so much to our friends from mm-hmm. 
Carl, mm-hmm. uh, Maria, and Dana, and Greg mm-hmm. for their willingness to be here and tell us all about the Community Health Network. Um, thanks for your hard work on things mm-hmm. like lessons and carols sure. and Christmas Eve and everything that's unfolding. Our Christmas Eve services this year are our morning services right. at 8 that's and right. 920 and 1045. And uh, that's hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm used to an evening Christmas Eve service, right. but I'm looking forward to just being able to connect with family yeah. and yeah. soak it all in. And so on behalf of Garrett, the sound guy, and Stephanie, my partner. This is Greg Taylor saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. Don't forget, in 2024, we're moving from Thursdays to Wednesdays. Have a great week. We'd love to see you in a church this Sunday. God bless and bye-bye.